the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It is Thursday. It is 106, as you just heard in the weather forecast, folks. This is, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't mind the heat waves as much. I know some people are terribly bothered by it, but it's really only for a couple days. Right now, depending on where you are, it basically feels like it's 100 degrees. It's going to be very warm all afternoon. It's going to be warm tomorrow, but today is just a uh, beautiful sunny day. So temperatures, as you just heard, the forecast, but um, folks, could be a lot worse. I'll tell you what you could do right now. If you want to feel great, if you're in the car right now, Head over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They are reopened. Now, they have been closed for several weeks since poor Ron got hurt. But he's feeling better. They are open. Their new hours are Tuesday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Number one pastry gourmet in all of Rhode Island. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Right off Branch Avenue. Right near the cellos over on Silver Spring Street. And also right near AAA in Providence, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, where they have the delicious calzones. And remember, it's free coffee for police and military at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see Ron and Melissa. Are you hungry right now? Well, good. Everything is baked fresh daily. They have delicious sausage and peppers, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones. Pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, and of course, the Trump famous chocolate covered donuts. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see Ron and Melissa, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. So, folks, just to give you an idea of some of the um, the news on this Thursday, um, from what I understand, the uh, individual who was involved with the shooting at the Providence police officer was in court. Uh, He's facing a slew of charges. And um, and from what I understand, the judge was very upset that he was even out. Very, very upset that he was even, you know, what what was he even not, why was this guy even on the streets with with a history of drugs and violence? Um, He's also being held without bail. So... This, uh, I think, broke just a short time ago. Held without bail. And, uh, of course, they did get him in custody. His name is Louis Roman. So ran back into the house. He is being held. And um, it it just continues to be. But the, the problem with the violence is, in fact... The mayor. Now, how about this? Providence and Baron Borington among the first to mandate masks in schools. I want to play this story, actually. Let me um, play it because the mask controversy, this is going to be the new frontier. I'm convinced that this will be the new frontier and the big battle is going to be over masks in school with some people fighting it. But Barrington and Providence are the first ones. Let me hear some of this. This is a Channel 10. Public schools will be required to wear masks in school this fall. It comes one day after Governor Dan McKee said he's leaving the decision up to the district. And Providence is not the only one. The night team's Amanda Hoskins is live now to explain. Amanda? Good evening, Patrice. Well, many schools across the state are still deciding, but a handful of schools have already made the decision that has divided parents in many parts of the country. Masks will join the list of back-to-school supplies for students in Providence this coming year. With the Delta variant, things are really uncertain right now. A ride spokesperson tells NBC10 it comes in accordance with the CDC recommendation to wear masks in high-transmission areas like schools. It's one thing when we're outside, but, you know, inside the schools, and then they're going to, like, these, like, little parties or maybe these school events, and it might just not be, it might not be the best idea or the safest idea. Barrington Public Schools was among the first to make the announcement after the town manager mandated masks in all municipal buildings. I think there's a little bit of back and forth, but, you know, everyone has their own opinion, but 
you know, I think that safety should be the overriding thing that makes our decision. Many parents with younger children sharing the same thoughts with NBC10. It is tough. It is tough. I have heard I have two little boys, too, and it's not easy to keep masks on them. So I get it, and I know it's frustrating, but it's, still, it's about keeping our kids safe. I mean, my kids haven't gotten sick all year. So that's a plus for me, less doctor visits. A number of school districts in the state will be strongly recommending masks, some for only the unvaccinated. Others say it's up to the parent. So far in Bristol, we're not sure, but I would feel comfortable with my daughter going back to school in a mask and feel she's protected. And throughout the summer, we have been to a number of school committee meetings where parents have expressed concern with wearing masks for their young children. Now, many school districts do have only a few more days to at least put their preliminary plans forward to ride. Those are due on Friday. Reporting live in Providence, Amanda Hoskins, NBC 10 News. So, folks, this is going to be the battleground. This is going to be the battleground because, you know, it's also interesting that they decided to talk with some of the parents that are basically don't seem to have a problem with it. But that is certainly not everybody. Right? Without question, that is not going to be everyone. Now, you also have the political nature of this breaking out because you have the general treasurer, Seth Magaziner, and Nelly Gorbia, Secretary of State, where they are both now trying to take the position that they want masks. Now, I think Governor McKee is actually hitting the right points by saying that he's not ready to do a mask mandate. Let's hear This is the piece that Channel 12 did on this story. Heat up when it comes to wearing masks here in Rhode Island. 12 News reporter Alexandra Leslie joining us in studio and state officials have been clashing with the governor over not issuing a mask mandate in schools for the fall. Yeah, so this week we heard from Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, who plans to challenge McKee in next year's Democratic primary. She is calling for a statewide mask mandate in all Rhode Island schools. Uh, she said by McKee not calling for one himself, that it's putting children and educators at risk. Gorbea cited how both the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics are both in favor of universal masking in schools because kids under 12 are not yet eligible for a COVID vaccine. Another likely McKee rival, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, also joined in calling on McKee to order a statewide mask mandate for schools. And McKee told reporters Tuesday he was not ready to take that step and that the issue should be decided by local school districts. We may have the authority in the governor's office to do another mandate, but we may not. And uh, But we know the health department does if, the, if it rises to a level of, uh, of, of critical nature in terms of a health issue. So we'll review that. I'm sure that the um, health department will be reviewing that. A spokesperson for General Assembly leaders told 12 News that the governor maintains his executive authority in matters of health and safety and indicated lawmakers will support whatever decision he and the Department of Health make about masking in schools. Live in studio, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. You know, that is so shameful that Gorbia, you know, there are parents that are concerned about it. There are uh, children and parents that I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the right answer is. I think it should be I think it should be what the parents and the child feel comfortable with. Meaning if you have parents that want their child in a mask, I don't think you should be able to say that they can't have a mask on. If if you have parents that are insistent that their child wear a mask, it can't be up to the school or whoever to say no that you know they can't wear a mask now the problem comes in with the parents that don't want their child wearing a mask i think that mother's saying you know my kids really weren't sick a lot this year i hear a lot of people making noise that are not parents kids are sick a lot you know a lot of this is People were, you know, last year, people were not getting colds. People were not getting coughs. I think we've changed, they, they, they need the cleaning to continue. Without question. But I, I'm not, I don't know what, you, it, it, now you have, so, you know, then you have five kids wearing masks and five kids not wearing masks and you have a problem. This is a problem. 
it's a problem. I do. I, I the, the, they should not have to wear a mask playing sports outside. They should not have to wear a mask playing sports outside. The, the, I don't know anyone that has the answer to this. The virus is bad. I know some people don't want to face that. In certain parts of the country, it's bad. Not here. Northeast, people have gotten the vaccine. Certain parts of the country, not so much. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Ryan has fixed my washer, our dryer, dishwasher, stove, oven. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 710-7096. for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available and all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, th- this business about, see, this now puts McKee in a bind a little bit. Because Gorbea and Seth Magaziner, they want to make this political. They want to appeal to the crowd that is very much in favor of masks. Um, and, and that, you know, without a question, that, that just puts him, and now they're putting politics into the situation. Now, let me just see. Providence being a shot at the Providence police, hell without bail. Jeff Pine said, it was out of character of him to be out there with no shirt on, firing a high-powered rifle. Well, either way. Let me also see, Kathy Gregg, unless I'm reading this wrong, Governor McKee today quietly by executive order re-upped the COVID state of emergency through September 1st that Governor Mundo signed in quarantine isolation rules from March. Wow. Boy, that's different. Uh, Governor McKee. Through executive order, re-up the COVID state of emergency through September 1st. Quarantine and isolation rules. You know, a lot of people are not getting tested because of the whole situation regarding the quarantine. Now, by the way, if you want to get tested, now you have to make an appointment. But Secretary of... Seth Magazine has said he's requiring his staff to get vaccinated or provide weekly negative tests. So that's, they're really upping it now. CBS reporters asking the White House COVID team why they aren't reconsidering giving Americans a QR code to verify vaccination status. All right, we're about to go off into the deep end here. So Magazine, he's going to require his staff either get vaccinated or you have to provide weekly negative tests. And the test now, you have to make appointments again. Providence, they bring 16 charges against Lewis Roman. Fired a rifle an officer to domestic call. Held on a bail violation. His attorney, it's kind of out of character for him. My goodness. Shackled by both his ankles and wrists. Good. Hell without bail. Good. That'll teach him. What a surprise. Warwick police respond to the Compassion Center on Jefferson Boulevard of Warwick. Two children left in a vehicle. Wait a minute. Let me, let me see if I understand this. So somebody that was going to go into the Compassion Center, um, somebody trying to go to the Compassion Center actually got baked and forgot that they left their kids in the car. Boy, that's a surprise. I'm not sure if I, I, I believe that. Now, Mike Lindell claiming Antifa is trying to infiltrate his event in the parking lot of people preaching in deep in song. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, the, the media has to call out Treasurer Seth Magaziner. We must listen to the experts. Act quickly. Protect Rhode Island from COVID. We need real leadership. I call on my colleagues in government to implement these safe and simple guidelines. Wow. Totally political. Wow. Making it all political. That's all he's doing right now. You know, that guy cannot, he and, I don't know, you know, we'll see. Maybe 
perhaps. Um, maybe Governor McKee will be formally elected as governor. But one thing I know, Alorza cannot be elected governor. Seth Magaziner cannot be elected governor. Nellie Gorbea definitely can't be elected governor. Absolutely not. No way. So, uh, whoa, look at this. The Patriots have switched Mac Jones from number 50 to number 10. Be interesting to see if he gets some action tonight. Patriots against the Washington team. Normally, I don't watch preseason football, but we want to see what he has. We want to see what the the kid has. Um, but folks, this this uh, mask thing. So, vaccine mandate on the way by the Rhode Island Department of Health for all healthcare providers. If if you're a healthcare provider. Now, I, someone reached out to me and said they're going to be holding a rally right now at 122. I want to be very clear because people are asking me to go and cover their rallies, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I'll tell you why I'm not going to do it. Because go see your doctor. There are some people that have underlying health conditions. There are some people that have underlying health conditions. If, if your job's on the line, and you don't want to lose your job. Listen to what I'm telling you right now at 123. Go to your doctor. Get a note. Don't just get fired. Or go a rally. That's that's not gonna do anything. I mean, I normally I encourage people with that stuff, but it's not it's not gonna help you. Don't lose it's not worth losing your job over. Go to your doctor, talk to your doctor, and get a note. That's the solution. Someone contact me. We're going to have a rally. Rally for what? Or someone's going to have to legally challenge it. Hey, folks, it is warm out on this very warm Thursday. I want to remind you about our friends, JKL Engineering. Now, remember, with JKL, they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. Call them today at 401 351 7600 401 351 7600 JKL Engineering JKL they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts you can depend on JKL Engineering call them today 401 351 7600 JKL remember estimates are free financing is available now right now on this very warm humid hot Thursday if you're having a problem with your cooling system and you can hear my voice in Franklin or Bellingham or Uxbridge or maybe you're in Rentham or Attleboro, call JKL because they're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401 351 7600. I want to go to um folks the next the next wave is here as far as the battle but I also want to point out that if you look at vaccine effectiveness spooks system what does that mean uh-oh uh Biden's big covid challenge fading vaccines may demand boosters huh this is going to be quite the fall meaning autumn all right, here's some of the latest headlines. Punishment. Philly mayor orders unvaccinated wear double masks. I don't know about that. New York City restaurants push back against mandates. We're not COVID police. It's so unfair to make the restaurants have to enforce this stuff. How about herd immunity is mythical? They're not saying herd immunity is a myth. Florida COVID hospitalizations new peak. Residents asked to limit 911 calls. DeSantis confronts growing resistance. How about the Mississippi emergency? Whew, boosters are inevitable. Parents make threats after school board mandates coverings. We will find you. 45-year-old Kansas mayor needs a pacemaker after long haul. So it is getting... Um, it is... Um, 
Florida, Mississippi is really in trouble. Mississippi for a long time. Mississippi braces for, folks, listen to this. Right now it's 127. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Mississippi braces for failure of hospital system due to COVID surge, lack of ICU beds. A surge in coronavirus patients, shorts of healthcare workers, and intensive care unit beds have pushed Mississippi's hospital system to the brink of failure. Drastic federal intervention was needed to help the state grapple thousands of new daily infections, overwhelm doctors and nurses. You know, they show a tent, a parking garage where they're setting up tents. Mississippi is averaging 2,700 new COVID infections a day. 54% spike in the past seven days. More than 4,400 newly reported cases, 20 deaths today. 1,500 people hospitalized, 400 ICU beds filled with infected patients. Number of ICU beds filled and ventilators in, in use have surpassed the winter months. Wow, it's really, really getting bad. I also, you know, DeSantis, Florida is open. And I do agree, we have to learn to live with the virus. But DeSantis confronts growing resistance over COVID handling. Governor Ron DeSantis facing growing resistance to his hardline stance against restrictions and mask mandates. Officials in a handful of Florida schools are moving to flout uh, his executive order banning schools from requiring students to wear face masks, even as his administration threatens to withhold pay to those that defy it. You know, he's gone very hardline. I will be curious to see if Governor McKee Governor Dan McKee bends to some of the political pressure now. I don't think he should. And this is going to be a test of Governor McKee on whether or not. This is going to be a test of Governor McKee of whether he's whether or not he's going to stay the course or he's going to start to fold. But he can't fold. Right now, he has said that they're not going to bend. That it's going to be individual choices. I'm going to play that that piece again because it's important. This is going to be a test. If he starts to fold, then Gorbea and Magazina are going to have him chasing his tail. So um, let me play. Channel 12 did a piece on this. And folks, this is important with the mask mandate. Here we go for not requiring masks in schools. He has said that school districts should follow CDC guidelines which call for universal masking regardless of vaccination status. But he's leaving the decision up to each district. Both Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea and General Treasurer Seth Magaziner say science points to a mask mandate. Today, the Education Commissioner revealed live on 12 News Now at 4, schools in the capital city will be masking up. 12 News reporter Rob Nesbitt joins us now live in studio with more about her announcement and what other districts are doing. Rob? Like Providence Public Schools are still controlled by the state, so Ride has the power to require masks, a muscle that will be flexed in hopes districts follow suit with mask rules and their own COVID plans. For days, school districts have heard the words strongly recommended when it comes to masks. On Wednesday, 12 News learned that Ride will be requiring masks at Providence Public Schools. The Providence plan, everybody's going to wear masks. Well, that's where I'm in charge, and I'm, this is what we're going to do. And it's going to serve as, um, as a, you know, as a roadmap for other districts. Schools have until August 27th to submit their COVID plans to the state. I would expect the superintendents to follow the CDC guidance. Governor McKee says Rhode Island is recommending schools require masks for everyone indoors. He has the power to issue executive orders, but on Tuesday, he seemed unsure if he could change the recommendation of masks to a requirement. We may have the authority in, our, in the governor's office to do another mandate, but we may not. And uh, but we know the health department does if, the, if it rises to a level of, uh, of of critical nature in terms of a health issues. Some districts are making masking a choice. The Johnston School Committee voted unanimously Tuesday night to let parents decide for their children. West Bay Christian Academy in North Kingstown drafted their mask policy four weeks ago, which is uh, in stable groups. We're not asking kids to wear. To wear masks. Headmaster Dr. Alex Littlefield says his private school can adjust their COVID policy depending on if the virus improves or worsens. If there's a mandate from the state or if, you know, this, 
the Delta variant is just becoming more aggressive and it's a problem, then we'll also have a more aggressive response. Commissioner Infante Green told 12 News that it's up to the legislature to act on a statewide mask mandate, but a spokesperson for the General Assembly says Governor McKee maintains his executive authority in matters of health and safety. Reporting live in studio, I'm Rob Nesbitt, 12 News. You know, this is so unfair. Folks, good afternoon. It's 132. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It is so unfair of politicians like Gorbea and Magaziner to now make this very, very political. And it's confusing to people. It's confusing to parents. And it's wrong. It's rotten. It should not be done. It should be off the table. But that won't stop them. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Centerdale Comfort Food Cocktail Centerdale Revival. Stop it and see them. Delicious food and drink. Great crowd. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Now, I also want to... Um, I, I feel very... I feel terrible, actually, for uh, I'm hearing from either this one woman contacted me and she's a pregnant mom and she doesn't know what to do. And then I also um, I also heard from someone who they'd like to start a family and they're not sure what to do. So I want to play this. Folks, again, for what it's worth, some people shout it down and the whole thing. But this is Dr. Anthony Fauci was on Good Morning America, ABC, and uh, answers some questions. I want to play some of this. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. So we know now that the FDA is expected to authorize those booster shots for people who have compromised immune systems. Do we know exactly who is eligible for the shot? Can you walk us through that? Yes, I mean, the FDA will come out with a final determination, but it almost certainly will be, for example, people who have transplantation and who are on immunosuppressive drugs for that, people on therapy for cancer, cancer chemotherapy, people with advanced HIV disease, and people who are receiving immune-suppressive therapy for a variety of diseases such as autoimmune diseases. You know, that actually encompasses a relatively small proportion of the population, around 3% or so of people would fall into that category. And so there are a lot of people who are now asking, is this just the first step towards authorizing a third shot, a booster shot for everyone? Well, what we need to do is to realize that you have to follow people, which we're doing in real time, namely a a non-immune compromised, either an elderly person or a younger person, and follow them in real time, like every few weeks to a month, to determine if their level of protection goes below a critical level. And if and when it does, and it's likely that it will, because no vaccine is going to last forever, we're going to be ready and have a plan to be able to give those individuals the additional dose that they might need. All right, so likely in the future, we all will be getting that booster shot. A lot of people are already wondering, would you have to stay with the same shot you got initially? So if you were a Moderna, you had to get a Moderna booster shot. Have we figured that out yet? Yeah, I mean, obviously the strong recommendation would be to stay with the shot that you have uh, originally gotten. But we're doing studies now, which are mix and match studies, to sort of show that it is unlikely that there's going to be a problem going from one to the other. Dr. Fauci, you've been talking about it. We've been reporting on it. There is so much fear about where we are headed with this variant that we're all dealing with, the the Delta variant. It's believed we could reach up to 33,000 new COVID hospitalizations by Labor Day. That's four times where we are right now. Do you believe those predictions will in fact come true? And if so, where are we headed? Well, you know, predictions uh, really can be modified what you do in response to them and that's the reason why you see myself and many of my colleagues out there talking about why it is so important to get those 93 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated who are not vaccinated we have a solution to this problem so there are a lot of things we can do to not allow this acceleration of cases to just keep going up in a very sharp inflection We have the capability and the power to stop that. We just have to act on it. And the first step in that is get vaccinated. 
And speaking of those who are unvaccinated, we know that there is a relatively low amount of pregnant women who have been vaccinated. And the CDC now issuing new guidelines for those pregnant women now recommending a vaccine. Uh, a lot of people are concerned, of course, about the safety of doing so. Talk to the pregnant women out there and let them know what the right choice is. Well, the right choice is to get vaccinated without a doubt. We have experience with tens of thousands of pregnant women right now, and there's no safety signal of any concern. And that's the reason why the recommendation that pregnant women should or could get vaccinated, nothing against it, or should get vaccinated. Right now, the recommendation is that they should get vaccinated. All right, Dr. Anthony Fauci, we certainly appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Now, folks, again, you know, <laughs> a lot of people, for whatever reason, do not like Dr. Fauci and never have. Um, but <laughs> I, I, you're hearing a consistent theme. But the real battle now, this is going to be insane <sighs> about the masks. It's going to be about the masks. And Dr. Jar also was on. I, you know, I, I like GMA. I, I can't watch Savannah Guthrie. Um, I, I like um, GMA. But this, where things are headed right now, and then with the politics being thrown in. See, the problem is why Nellie Gobia and Seth Magazine is general treasurer. Why need they need to be called out? Is because otherwise they're going to force, they are going to force Governor McKee. Uh, Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal puts out McKee's office says COVID state of emergency already in place, set to expire September 4th. What's new? The extension of the March executive order on quarantine and isolation. Seeking further clarification on this and why AIG thinks governor cannot issue a mask mandate if he chooses. GA spoke says not true. So I don't, I don't know what to make of um, this. I can't believe we're back to these executive orders and and every, the, the rest of the direction that things are starting to go, folks. We are and this is going to be worse because I, I fully recognize a lot of people think it's over and it's it's obviously not over. But I do want to play. I think it's important for people to hear from doctors like Dr. Jod. This portion of the program, I'm going to play. He was on GMA this morning. This portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's brought to you by West Fountain. Auto body. Call them today, 272-3340. If you're in an accident. Now, I've, like many of you, I've been in an accident. I had my car vandalized by BLM and Antifa. And what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body. Kenny Salvatore, 401-272-3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best. Call them. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 272-3340. 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. So I want to hear, I think uh, they spoke to Dr. Jara Brown University, and I want to hear uh, some of what that sound is like. One of several variants, and right now, this Delta variant definitely appears to be significantly more transmissible, and there is a suggestion that it may be causing more severe illness as well. Oh. All right, so they're doing like a video where they're under the age of twelve should be vaccinated. Where they they're not actually talking, then they play music and slides. People can't listen to just a um, full conversation. Let me hear a little bit. This is uh, Dr. Ja breaks down pregnancy and talks about it a little bit. Here we go. Vaccine as it pertains to fertility, breastfeeding, some of the other issues surrounding pregnancy. And this myth took off on social media right now. Again, they have data on tens of thousands of pregnant women and natural history of COVID over the last 18 months. And here's what we know at this point. Number one, women who are vaccinated 
do pass antibodies to their newborn, both in later stages of pregnancy and in breastfeeding. There has been no demonstrated impact on the ability to get pregnant, on fertility, on conception, on menstrual cycle. Again, these background rates of things will continue to happen. They're looking for an increased rate of any of those things in women who have been vaccinated. And so far, there has been no indication of such. So can things happen by coincidence? Yes, but there is no evidence, no proof that there's an increased risk. So the benefits far away. But that's still not going to stop. I mean, that's still just not going to get people right. It's just not, folks. Good afternoon. It's 142. We see Lewis Roman faces 16 charges. The guy is lucky to be alive. Shooting at the police officer, Officer Robert Savage. Now, apparently he also assaulted his girlfriend with a gun, choking her. Tried to stop her from calling for help. Hope he doesn't mind being in the ACI. Now, short time ago, President Biden says making children wear masks isn't politics. So let's hear a little bit. This is the president of the United States. Turn a public safety measure that is children wearing masks in school so they can be safe into a political dispute. And this isn't about politics. This is about keeping our children safe. I saw a video that reports from a Tennessee uh, protester threatening doctors and nurses or before school board making the case that to keep kids safe, there should be mandatory masks. And as they walked out, these doctors are threatened, these nurses are threatened. And our healthcare workers are heroes. They were the heroes when there was no vaccine. They're doing their best to care for the people refusing to get vaccinated. And unvaccinated folks are being hospitalized and dying as a result of not being vaccinated. To the mayors, school superintendents, educators, local leaders who are standing up to the governor's politicizing mass protection for our kids. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank God that we have heroes like you. And I stand with you all in America. Oh, my goodness, folks. Where are things leading? People are going off the rails again. Good afternoon at 144. You're listening on this Thursday, August 12th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, you know, I want to uh, also mention, if you're listening right now, wherever you are, if you can hear my voice. Now, remember, you can listen on AM 1380, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Can always listen online at our award-winning website, depetro.com. Just click listen live. And on the website, if you want to support the show, you like hearing real news, you like someone that goes out and tells you what's really going on at the top of the website, you can do that. If you want to contact me, that's right on the website. If you would like to advertise on the program and reach other like-minded individuals click contact john or advertise with the show and then also folks you're gonna love inside the shop i am so happy the way that that has come along we have some tremendous merchandise from the one after dark or the jd at night or show your support for law enforcement with ri backs the blue or the providence police we also have john DePietro show merchandise mugs and glasses and shirts and 401, which is a playoff on kind of how, let's face it, the makeup of the biggest little has certainly uh, been altered quite a bit. And some people are starting to say, is the area code here 401 or 401? Uh, but you can see it all. And we even have that at the website, which is depetro.com. And then you just go inside the shop. You just go inside the shop. So um, I also want to just read. Uh, let's see. Arlene, Eileen Violet. Handwriting was on the blackboard. He may have gone about it the wrong way. But I commend Providence Mayor Jorge Elijah 
condemning the content secrecy surrounding the teachers union contract. The governor for captivating teachers was evident months ago. He removed the commissioner from the negotiations. She had been a staunch supporter of longer school day school year. Modifications seniority rules. See how long she will stay around after her efforts have been gutted by the business as usual style of the governor. On his part, McKee pitched his decision to the public within the context he didn't want to start the new school year without a contract. This rationale rings hollow. As Tim Duffy observed, the governor could have given a raise but limited the contract to one year. With the understanding the issues raised would be on the table in negotiations during the ensuing months. Like everything else in Rhode Island, a report like the one that was done by John Hopkins gave a blistering criticism of the Providence schools, greeted with a, a ta-da, what a shame, tut-tut, what a shame. Response by politicians only followed by a lack of guts. Alors is correct, the teacher union run the school and run the governor when it comes to educational prerogatives. Children come out losers again. Losers also the renters of Rhode Island, many who live in Providence, children attending the public schools. President Biden renewed the ban on evictions for 60 days. Folks, how about the people that just stopped paying rent when the, these evictions were announced? Uh, states are struggling to deliver, deliver almost $47 billion in rental assistance. You know, I was reading about someone under fire. As soon as they put up the eviction moratorium, boom. There are certain people, maybe you're a landlord. I can't get over the nerve. And these are people that have the money to pay. Uh, they just, that's it. That means, and they translate that to mean, I don't pay. That's what it becomes. That is, um, and these, some of the people are of means, by the way. This isn't, you know, it's, it's supposed to be to make sure something happens, someone loses their job, something happens. And then you don't want them just thrown out on the street. That's not what it is. There's plenty of people. Oh, really? Is there a moratorium on evictions? Then that means I don't pay my rent anymore. Wow. And folks, it is not your imagination. There is an inflation problem. There is absolutely an inflation problem that Biden has brought about. Oh, my goodness. And more spending. What is happening? The country is just going off the rails right now. No end in sight. Where does this end? Oh, when do things, will things ever be back to normal. I don't know. I'll tell you, if you want to feel normal, if you want to feel better, right now it's 149. I want you to stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland and see Doreen and Marie. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE. Now also, if you're listening right now, if you can hear my voice, Maybe you're on 146, or maybe you're on Menden Road, or 295, wherever you can hear me. If you have problems with feet, you know where people have a lot of problems is with their feet, with their backs, knees bother them. I'll tell you, they have, these hemp and CBD products are apparently tremendous. Now, I'm very fortunate. I don't suffer from, I don't have a bad back, I don't have bad knees. I don't have um, some of the other problems and some of these ailments that people have. But if I did, I would drive to 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant in that old white church, because they have the hemp and CBD products, oral and topical use. So some you take as a pill, others just rub on. But they're very, very knowledgeable. And it's worth the try. Hey, listen, better to do that then get hooked on more pills. I, I had a friend who had a family member who the guy had a, um, I forget exactly where he worked, but he hurt his back at work. And they gave him very addictive painkillers. He had terrible back pain. And, you know, you hate to see that. He turned into a junkie, but he was just, that's what they would give him for the pain. You know, I often wonder now, instead of taking a pill, go and maybe you could rub something on it. It's my health. And also, 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. 
Stop in and see them. Shop local. Support a local business. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, it's John DePietro. Again, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com, which uh, one of our sponsors, by the way, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. If you're having a problem with fire or smoke damage, water damage, mold remediation, storm damage, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. And he's making some very good hires. He just hired my friend Lisa there. Call Mike Seepy and his crew, 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. If you can't remember, if you can make your way to the website, boom, you can link it right through right there. So that's why I always just guide people to go to the website and if you want to get a hold of me and everything else. Now, I also want to point out at 152 on this Thursday, the ATVs are still a problem. The ATVs are still a major, major problem. And I just don't know where it goes away. Uh, Cranston, I like the fact that the mayor of Cranston said that they are really going to fight them, that they are not allowed. It is a uh, absolutely... There is a no-tolerance policy for ATVs in North Providence, in Johnston, in Cranston. This is a problem created by Mayor Jorge Elijah, and he's one of them. He's part of the problem. He is the problem. He's not part of the problem. He is the problem. So... That needs to happen. I also want to condolences go out. Johnston police announced the death of their retired canine, Bono. What a tremendous animal. Valued part of the Johnston Police Department who has passed away. Rest in peace. And also, folks, um, but I think that is terrific that that Mayor Cranston, Mayor Hopkins, he's gaining a lot of fans. He said, no way. We're not allowing it. El Rongo. Nope. We are not going to allow this type. We're not going to have these ATVs coming in and destroying the city of Cranston. What you have in Cranston is a strong mayor. What you have in Providence is a weak mayor. See, there's strong mayor and then there's weak mayor. Hopkins strong. Jorge Elijah weak. He's not part of the problem. He is the problem. He invented the problem. And this foolishness of he wants to legalize ATVs. They are roaming gangs. They are nothing but problems. They, are, they bring problems. They're criminals. They need to be eradicated. I love the other night when they were... Uh, going after them and, and, and saying, hey, listen, if we, if we can get rid of organized crime, we can get rid of organized crime. I, I'd like to think that maybe we could, in fact, if you want to get rid of organized, if we can get rid of organized crime, I'd like to think that we can tackle these ATV people. I'd like to think that. So, but good for the mayor. Cranston mayor says he won't allow lawlessness to enter his city. Folks, good. It's about time that somebody throws down the gauntlet and gets rough with them. And when I put it out there to people, um, they are very much, uh, people want the gloves to come off. People want that. Law enforcement, whether it's Mayor Lombardi saying that, you know, we're going to we'll use fire hoses to some people suggesting rubber bullets and flashbangs to start to knock some of them off their vehicles. You know, as I said, last fall, they never should have allowed the activists to lie about what happened with that Jamal Gonzalez, the the. Answer should have been, 
he shouldn't have been riding there in an unregistered vehicle. Instead, they caved. Uh, they were immediately apologizing. They let the activists spread falsehoods that that the police rammed uh, his vehicle, which didn't happen, into the wall. They allowed that to permeate. The activists took advantage of it, and then they rioted for a week. So they shouldn't have allowed it. Should have said, no way. Not do it. That's not what happened. We're not going to allow that to happen. And these bikes are not going to be allowed. Uh, in that, that's what Providence should have done. Cranston took a firm line. But someone was asking me, what do you think the problem is? The problem is Mayor Lorza. He's the problem. And he's not going away. I know some people think that they're going to get rid of him. I'm not convinced of that. As many of you know, Juan likes to live in, I like to live in reality. Very comfortable in reality. I'm not going to, Rhode Island ranks sixth most corrupt state. <laughs> Who's, that's impossible. Who's beating us? Um, I, I, we demand a recount. What? Rhode Island ranks sixth most corrupt by the Washington Post. That's insanity. No way. What? Sixth? We slipped to sixth? How is that possible? I want a blanking recount. No. People are embracing law and order. Police people are embracing law and order. Look at Woonsocket police. Chief Oates. A strong chief, seemingly, what I observe, seems to be left alone. Allowed to do the work he has to do. But Alorza got involved in policing. And the media let him do it. The media encouraged it. You know, people talk about the worst thing that can happen in politics is interference, political interference with the police department. And that's what the media has allowed Mayor to do. With his, nah, let's allow that. Nah, people can loiter. People can lay on sidewalks. But yeah, I like the sight of panhandlers. People can ride those bikes around. That's okay. People can do graffiti. People can turn the city third world, is what Alorza said. And folks, as you know, it's very simple. It's because he comes from a third world. He's actually an illegal alien. He is. Him him and his family came here illegally from Guatemala. And his mission and goal is to turn the city into a third world country. And he's halfway on his day, making sanctuary and everything else. Listen, uh, coming up, this is John DePietro. I want you to stay cool on this Thursday. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. Then it'll be the John Deon program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. If there's breaking news and you want to see it, you can follow me on Facebook Live. But stay tuned, stay cool, and stay tuned for WNRI Woonsocket.